Good morning, Grace Vineyard, and those that are watching this on our YouTube channel. It feels a bit strange doing a recording of the sermon again after we've had three weeks of live streaming from the school hall. The reason for this is when you are watching this, Jill and I will be on holiday, hopefully enjoying a sun-filled day in Wales. This is going to be our last time exclusively on Zoom, because from next Sunday, we will be back in Christchurch Primary School Hall, meeting in person with a live stream for those who are not able to make it to the hall. Next Sunday will be the new normal for us as a church, just as it is for many other churches around the world, in-person and online meetings happening at the same time. COVID has changed the way we are doing so many things in our lives, and the way we do church is not going to be the same as it was before COVID. The church has been transformed over the past 18 months, and that is what I want to speak about today and what we will be speaking about over the next couple of months, transformation. Today, I want to revisit a message I preached in 2018 called Grace for Transformation. I want to begin this morning by asking a question that will lead me to ask three more questions. The focus of my message will be the answer to the last question that I ask. Question one. Do you believe that God desires for all mankind to know Him, love Him, and receive His gift of salvation? The answer is a definite yes. I think God made that clear to us in Scripture. For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. John 3 verses 16 and 17. God sent his son Jesus Christ into the world to save the world. To save you and me and everybody. Question 2. How are we saved? If you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord. And believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. You will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. Romans chapter 10 verses 9 and 10. We need to believe and confess who Jesus Christ is to be saved. The third question is, why are we saved? When I became a Christian over 40 years ago, a lot of the teachings of that time were about the end times. That we were living in the end times and that Jesus was coming back at any moment. And because of that, we needed to be saved to ensure we missed the tribulation that was coming to the earth and to be sure of our place in heaven. It was a lot of scare tactic. There is not going to be a rapture. That is a 19th century heresy that has no biblical basis. But I'm not going to get into that now. It is a scare tactic rather than an explanation and demonstration of God's love for us. Yes, we are saved so that we go to heaven. But there is more to it than just getting to heaven. Question 4. What happens when we are saved? 
When we are saved, our lives are transformed by the grace and power of God. As I said earlier, this is what I want to focus on this morning. Grace for transformation. When we are saved, there's an instant transformation that happens in our lives. Our spirit and soul is reborn, is reconnected to God, who is spirit. We become new creations in Christ Jesus. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone, the new has come. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17. There is an instant change from sinner to saint. The old has gone, the new has come. We were sinners, but now we are saints. That transformation is instant. Instantly, we are also commissioned by God to live out and demonstrate His love for all mankind so that they too can be saved and become disciples of Jesus Christ. So that they too will take the message that we have received and share it with others who have not heard the good news of Jesus Christ yet. All this is from God who reconciled us to Himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That God was reconciling the world to Himself in Christ, not counting men's sin against them. And He has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making His appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. God made Him who has no sin to be sin for us, so that in Him we might become the righteousness of God. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verses 18 to 21. When we are Christ's ambassadors to the world, we represent the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven, on the earth today. And sometimes this is the thing that we struggle with the most, our identity. Our minds struggle to comprehend and allow us to live out who we are and who we represent in this world. It is a mental problem, a mindset problem. We struggle to believe who we are as these new creations, as well as who we represent when we are in the world. We need to overcome these wrong thoughts. We need to change our way of thinking. How do we do this? Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing and perfect will. Romans chapter 12 and verse 2. We need to renew our minds to be transformed. For many of us, this takes time and practice. It takes effort and devotion. It is a choice that we have to make. We choose to transform our minds. When we are struggling to do this on our own or in our own strength, we need to ask God to help us to do it. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. When we bring our struggles to God, He is more than able to take care of them and help us to overcome them. When we study His Word, 
we find ways that he instructs us to renew our minds. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learnt or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice and the God of peace will be with you. Philippians, Philippians chapter 4 verses 8 and 9. We need to renew our minds, change our thought patterns. We need to think about the things that are good and pleasing to God. The things that are on the heart of God. We need to watch what we put into our minds. If we put junk into it, we can't expect it to perform as it should do. We need to watch what we read. Not everything that you read has to be Christian based. We can still read novels and non-Christian books as long as they are not filled with things that would pollute our minds and draw us away from God rather than towards God. Likewise, we need to be aware of what we watch on TV or in the, in the cinemas. Most modern movies and TV shows have very little, if any, Christian values in them anymore. And many openly mock God and the church. We need to filter what goes into our minds so that we do not clog it up with filth and dirt. That is why reading and studying God's word is so important. In this country, many people struggle with depressions and other health issues during the autumn and winter months, mainly due to the continual grey skies and no sunshine. They respond badly to the lack of vitamin D, which our bodies produce in response to sunshine and are therefore recommended to take vitamin D supplements to boost their lack of vitamin D. Health officials recommend that we spend 10 to 15 minutes a day in the summer months in direct sunshine to boost our vitamin D levels. Likewise, if our minds are not regularly exposed to the light of God's word and to the presence of His Spirit, we can end up with serious spiritual health issues in our lives. Regular exposure to God's Word and His presence renews our minds and brings about the transformation that is needed in our lives to live whole and healed lives, to live as true ambassadors of Christ. Unlike vitamin D, there is no supplement that can be taken to counteract the lack of the light of God in our lives. The world tries to deal with the symptoms rather than with the cause. Don't supplement the lack of God in your life with humanitarian causes, entertainment, sport, drinking, drugs, sex or anything else to distract you from the call that God has placed on your life. To know and love God and to be known and loved by God. When our minds have been transformed and renewed, we will have a greater understanding of who we are in Christ and what it means for us to and have Christ in us. We will understand the authority and power that we have as children of God. We will never have to beg God for anything again, we, but we do need to ask Him for the things 
that we need. Now, while preparing this message, I had this thought. Is God so egotistical that he needs us to spend hours and hours worshipping him, praising him, telling him how wonderful and magnificent he is, that he wants us to be in his presence all the time? I stopped to think about it and realized that God is not egotistical at all. He wants us to do these things for our sake, not for his it is how we come to know Him better and how our minds are renewed and our lives are transformed. When we spend time in the presence of God, be it in His Word, in prayer and meditation, in praise and worship, or in fellowship with other believers, it is for our benefit, not His. It is how we are transformed. It is by His grace that we are transformed. Earlier on this year, our car went in for its annual service and MOT. While I was booking in the car, the gentleman that was dealing with me asked if I wanted an addition to the service. An engine flush, where they drain the oil from the engine, put in a special engine flush fluid, run the engine, then drain the engine flush, which removes any buildup of harmful muck in the engine before they put the new oil into the engine. He also offered me the option to have an engine cleaner additive put into the fuel system which helps clean the engine as it works. I took both options. Our minds, our spirits, our lives can be like my car's engine, where over time and due to circumstances there is a buildup of muck. We are not functioning as well as we should be, and we need to have our minds and spirits flushed out by the Holy Spirit and God's Word. The engine flush and fuel additive cannot renew my car's engine. All it does is delay the inevitable deterioration of the engine. But the Holy Spirit and God's Word is able to renew and restore our minds, our souls and spirit back to the manufacturer's original specification. How is your mind, your soul and your spirit do? Do they need a tune-up to get rid of the things that are clogging it up and harming it? Well, are you regularly allowing the Spirit and the Word to shine into your life and flush out the harmful muck in your life? Are you inviting God to bring about the transformation of your mind, spirit and soul on a regular basis? Have you given God the grace to transform you into the person He created you to be? Let us pray. God the Father, Son and Holy Spirit, I invite you now to transform my spirit, soul and mind to make me into the person you created me to be. Show me by your spirit and your word the truth of who I am in you, your child, created by you and made in your image to represent you to those I encounter in this world. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your ongoing work in my life. Help me to not fear anything in this world because Jesus has overcome the world. And your presence is always in me and with me. Amen. The discussion questions for the breakout rooms will come up now. Enjoy your time in the breakout room. And next week, we see you in the hall at Christchurch School. God bless.